I am Ansonia with Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold, a podcast which will feature conversations with musicians, singers, songwriters, radio personalities, and historians of gospel music. You will hear conversations with featured guests telling their story and history, their contributions to the richness of gospel music and where they see gospel music trends. We will have traditional, contemporary, neo-soul and hip-hop gospel artists and more. We look forward to bringing exciting shows and to present great episodes to keep you coming back for more. Today I'm doing a tribute show to the memory of Andre Edward Crouch, born in San Francisco, California in 1942. He was a trailblazer, no doubt, with his rhythmic sounds and modern pop beats, singing about God and all of his good news. Andre started as a teen writing songs and moving audiences to the edge of gospel music especially during that time. His best-known group was the Disciples, who put such songs in our ears like Soon and Very Soon, My Tribute, Take Me Back, and so many others. With his edgy sounds, he made waves in the music industry, questioning, was it really gospel music he was writing about and singing? On this episode, I'll also share information that I researched of magazine writers and what they said about this multi-award winning Reverend Mr. Andre Crouch. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold.
Well, if you haven't guessed who that is, I'm going to tell you. Andre Crouch. And the full name is Andre Edward Crouch, who was born in 1942 in San Francisco, California. And by the way, for those who don't know, Andre's twin sister was Sandra Crouch. Now, the first group that Andre formed was called Church of God in Christ Singers, which was formed in the 1960s with Billy Preston on the keyboards. That was when he was a teenager. And in 1965, Andre formed a gospel group called The Disciples with fellow musicians, Perry Morgan, Ruben Fernandez, and Bill Thedford. The group became a frequent attraction at Monday Night Sing concerts in Southern California put on by Audrey Meyer, a Christian minister and music composer who frequently sponsored new Christian music groups. After Andre had been introduced to Mana Music Publishing founders, they published The Blood Will Never Lose Its Power, which was written previously when he was 15 years old. The publishing company founders, Tim and Hal Spencer, helped Andre in this recording by introducing him to Light Records founder, Ralph Carmichael, who was considered a prolific Christian songwriter himself. The Disciples recorded and released their first album on Light Records entitled Take the Message Everywhere in 1968. Following the group's first release, Andre's twin sister, Sandra, joined the group in 1970. Before the group went under some major changes in 1992, the group released two more albums, Keep On Singing and Soulfully. When Sherman Andrus left the Disciples to join the Imperials, he was replaced by Danabelle Hall. Now, Danabelle Hall had originally formed her own group in 1969 called the Danabelles. Her group toured overseas and recorded an album while touring with World Vision International. Their travels included, but was not limited to, Zimbabwe, Manuga, Philippines, and more. However, a few years later, Danabelle joined Andre's group. Danabelle was featured on Take Me Back and Soon and Very Soon. But we'll talk a bit more about Danabelle uh, because she recorded several solo albums herself and continued to travel worldwide. I'll cover her music and work in uh, gospel music on a later date, but just wanted to highlight just a little bit, give a little information about her. The Disciples not only traveled, they also appeared on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson in 1972 and for years performed to sold out crowds in places like New York City's Carnegie Hall. It's also noted that Andre and the Disciples became the first gospel group to perform for sold out crowds there. The group was also the first of its kind to perform at the Sydney Opera House in Australia and 
the Royal Albert Hall in London. Andre's most popular songs with the disciples were The Blood Will Never Lose Its Power, Through It All, Bless His Holy Name, Soon and Very Soon, Jesus is the Answer, and My Tribute. The disciples parted ways in 1979 or 1980. I got mixed information when I was looking that up. But before the separation, Andre and the disciples were the first gospel group to perform on NBC TV's Saturday Night Live. Andre continued on with a solo career. Uh, as a matter of fact, he appeared four years later on Saturday Night Live again as a solo performer. He had a backup group, which included Howard Smith, Linda McRae, and Tata Vega, and Chris Lee Murden. Talking about the Light Records crossover, as mentioned in an earlier show, some secular artists were included in some of Andre's recording sessions, such as Joe Sample, Wilt Felder, Dean Parks, David Pashaw, Philip Bailey, Stevie Wonder, and L. DeBarge, just to name a few. And then Andre worked with his former disciples drummer turned producer Bill Maxwell as they co-produced projects for the Winans, Danibel Hall and Chrisley Murden. With many musical artists covering Andre's music on one you wouldn't believe. It was uh, Elvis Presley. And he sang, I've Got Confidence. I'm going to have to look that up, see how that sounds. In uh, 1986, though, Andre wrote the theme song to the sitcom Amen, which was sung by Vanessa Bell Armstrong, entitled Shine On Me. I'm sure everybody remembers that. The show starred Sherman Hemsley, who was best known for his character on the Jeffersons as George Jefferson, who was the cleaner who, made, who moved on up to the east side. <laughs> During the 60s and 70s, Andre was noted as a key figure in what was considered Jesus music and very instrumental in helping to bring contemporary Christian music into the church. It was noted by an author in Los Angeles Times, Buddy Siegel, that if Andre Crouch were a secular rather than gospel artist, he'd almost surely be a household name. With the list of awards and credits and achievements to rival even the biggest artists in pop music, Andre has enjoyed a productive, high-profile career, particularly for a performer in his chosen genre. Now, that's what Buddy Siegel said. Andre began writing songs at the age of 14. His first album was released in 1971, already showing signs that this was a man determined to stretch the boundaries of what defined gospel music. Andre once stated that most people had always said that his music was out there, but they accepted his albums as gospel music. However, 
when they first came out, they were looked at as no-nos by the general public. Andre worked steadily as a recording artist from the time of his debut, releasing albums through 1984. In the 1990s, he released Mercy on the Warner Brothers Key West label. He cited his busy schedule behind the scenes and financial trouble on the part of his longtime label, Light Records, as the reasons for his hiatus. Now, for those who are not aware of Key West Records, that is Quincy Jones's label. Well, Andre really didn't give much thought to the label until Quincy made a deal with Andre. And that was when he switched labels and recorded Mercy. Andre recalls he had already written 450 songs. What? <laughs> Andre recalls that he had already written 450 songs during the period of time he was not recording. So he was not not working. He was still writing. He stated, when you are a singer and songwriter, you have to be singing. I don't write according to a project. I write according to what's in my heart. I always sung in my parents' church, whether I'm recording or not. And then Andre went on to say, you think if you win a Grammy or something, you'd be the happiest person in the world. All those things are nice, but in the place where he went on to say, you think if you win a Grammy or something, you'd be the happiest person in the world. All those things are nice, okay? But in the place now where I'm just happy, God has given me a gift. The things that I've achieved have been his will. Now I want to see what happens when I say, I don't have no goals but yours. That's where I am now. I just want to receive him and be obedient. Isn't that something? You can have all the accolades in the world, but if you don't have God by your side, <laughs> I tell you. Well, in reading and doing research, I found that Bob Darden of Billboard magazine stated, along with Larry Norman, Andre Crouch is one of the religious music's original groundbreakers. Indeed, his contemporary gospel's perennial frontrunner. Andre is most widely recognized as the first Black gospel artist to appeal to both religious and secular audiences across multiracial lines. A prolific songwriter with many have become industry industry standards. Darden continues, Andre Crouch had been a driving force since he appeared on the music scene in the late 60s, 1960s. So Andre was the first to receive significant airplay and sales in the mainstream marketplace. The first contemporary gospel act 
Andre Crouch and the Disciples to appear on national television and the first to accumulate more than a million in sales. According to Wal Walter Rico Burrell in Ebony Magazine, Andre had cleverly combined elements of disco, progressive jazz, rhythm and blues, pop, and even rock, while at the same time walking a fine line between his traditional grassroots gospel background and outright top 40 funk. He carved a niche for himself in music world, usually reserved for non-religious artists. Yet another contributor to Billboard magazine, Ed Ochos said that Andre is not a gospel artist anymore, but a pop artist singing gospel lyrics. Wow. <laughs> it's interesting that critics always find something to say. Well, in 1981, I guess that's what they get paid for, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> I might be a critic, but we don't know. So in, in 1981, Andre came under quite a bit of scrutiny, especially with the album Don't Give Up, which was released on the Warner Brothers label. The album resort, resulted in a heavily commercialized audience. Some even said that Andre had sold out. But Andre remained faithful to his interpretation of gospel music and his mission as a singer. Andre himself stated, God gave me my talent to use for him, and I'll use it for him all my life. He also re released a statement through his agent, my reward is in my music. Love is the main message of the Bible, and that's what I want to portray in my music. Over Andre's lifetime, he received Grammy Awards with the Disciples in 1975 for Take Me Back, in 1978 for Live in London, in 1979 for I'll Be Thinking of You, in 1980 for The Lord's Prayer, and in 1981 for Don't Give Up. He won Grammy Awards for his solo work in 1984 for No Time to Lose, Dove Awards in 1976 for This Is Another Day, 1978 for Live in London, and in 1984 for No Time to Lose. He won a Davidicus Award in 1979 for I'll Be Thinking of You, Gospel Music Excellence Award for Best Male Vocalist, 1982 for More of the Best, and ASCAP Special Writer Award. He got two NAACP Image Awards. He received a Golden Halo Award and an Oscar nomination. Those are just some of the accolades that Andre received. Andre de debuted as a solo artist on the light label in 1972 with Just Andre. The Disciples recorded more than a half dozen additional albums for light before they disbanded in 1980. Their tours throughout the United States and Europe, Africa, 
and the Far East helped establish a strong foothold in both the traditional gospel and secular soul markets. Andre Crouch insisted he isn't an entertainer. If you ask him, he'll tell you he's a minister spreading God's word through song. So he said he wasn't an entertainer. In 1984, Andre released No Time to Lose, the first record distributed by Light on the Crouch Music Corporation label. Peter Gross of the Christian Herald deemed it a hit, noting that the album had a refined, polished sound that dances off the grooves. Some music critics reviewed and compared Andre's live performances to the album and recordings and said the albums delivered better because during live performances, some songs just didn't go over well with the audience. They just sat there and watched. In 1996, I'm sorry. In 1986, Andre became the first contemporary religious artist to receive an Oscar nomination for his work as gospel historian on the film adaptation for Alice Walker's novel, The Color Purple. He worked under the direction of Quincy Jones, who was the film's executive producer and music supervisor. Andre wrote 15 songs and directed and sang with all gospel choirs on the soundtracks. That collaboration led to future work with Q's Back on the Block album, as well as working with pop artists like Michael Jackson on Bad and Dangerous albums, and with Madonna on Like a Prayer. Andre helped launch the careers of other gospel artists he and his sister Sandra co-produced her Grammy-winning debut album, We Sing Praises, as well as her follow-up album, We're Waiting. He also produced Introducing the Winans, the debut album of the three-time Grammy-winning group. Other musicians Andre assisted included Walter and Tremaine Hawkins, Gloria Jones, and Tata Vega, who is most recognized for her vocals in the film, The Color Purple. Mainstream chart-topping artists who have recorded Andre's songs include Elvis Presley, Barbara Mandel Mandrell, and Paul Simon. You talk about a groundbreaker, a showstopper, somebody who was before his time in making music happen. That's Andre Crouch. And I can recall listening to his, some of his first music back in the late seventies, mid to late seventies. And I was just thrilled to hear those driving beats. I'll just call them that those driving beats when you heard an Andre Crouch song come over the radio. So
So I hope you enjoy this show where I give tribute to the late, great Andre Crouch and all of the music that he has contributed to us, the listener. I'm so delighted to be here tonight, and I'm grateful for Jesus Christ and for what he means to me. And I don't know how I got here on Indian night, but I'm here. (laughs) I'm so grateful today because I can say that I have Christ in my life. And at the early age of nine years old, I gave my heart to Jesus. My father was what we call a bootleg preacher. He didn't want to own up to being a preacher. He was in Bible college, and um, he never wanted to be a preacher. He was a businessman, and nevertheless, the Lord kept talking to him. And once the Lord puts a hook in your jaw, you can't escape. And I remember him being invited to a little church about 60 miles out from Los Angeles, where we are from. And this was a little church, the kind of church that even had the little outhouse in the back. And there was no musician there or anything. And um, my dad didn't know whether, whether it was the Lord's will for him to be there because he didn't want to be a preacher anyway. And um, they said, oh, this is our pastor. And they wanted him so much to uh, be the pastor of this little country church after hearing him speak that afternoon. And time went on and uh, my uncle, which is a, a presbyter of Southern California, asked him, he said, uh, Ben Crouch, why don't you go out there and just kind of get the church organized? He said, well, being that the church doesn't have a musician, I'm going to pray if God wants me to be there, I'm going to pray that God will give Andre the gift of music so he can play for the church. And uh, I had just accepted the Lord at the age of nine, and I was about 11 years old at the time. And my dad calls me up out of the audience and says, Andre, if God were to give you the gift of music, would you use it for his glory? I said, yeah, daddy. (laughs) And then he prayed for me right there. And two weeks later, he said, okay. Here you are. He just stuck me up on the piano. I began to play. And I had a bad stammering problem. I couldn't say over three words without either kicking somebody or pounding the floor or something like that. And I wanted so much to express myself. And I was so grateful for the gift of music and how God had touched my life. And right there, I knew that God was going to use me. And I was just sharing with Brother Graham how watching some of the telecast. How I, I, I was so blessed, and I said, oh, if I could just sing, and people would be there and find Jesus, you know. And uh, it just impressed my life and put a, uh, just really enriched my life at a very early age. And now God has taken us to about 40 different countries of the world, and I've seen him do so many miracles. How three and a half years ago, I was sick unto death, and I found Jesus Christ to be a healer. And I tell you, he's everything. And I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to tell everybody, all the young people especially, in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. You'll never regret any moment that you've given your heart to Jesus. And a song that he's given me after a hard time in my life, a particular time I thought I couldn't sing, I thought I couldn't smile, but he gave me this little song, and I trust that it should be a blessing to you. I've had many tears and sorrow I've had questions for tomorrow There have been times when I didn't know right from wrong 
But in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation. That all my trials come to only make me strong. Mm, I've been a lot of places, and I've seen millions of faces. But there were times when I felt so all alone. But right there in my lonely hour, it became a precious lonely hour. For Jesus let me know that I was his own. Now I can say through it all, through it all, oh yes, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Between 1993 and 1994, Andre suffered the loss of his mother, father, and older brother. After his father's death, Andre and his sister Sandra took over the shared duty of senior pastor at the church their parents founded, Christ Memorial Church of God in Christ in Pasima, California. Well, Andre had several battles with health issues from different forms of cancer, heart attack, pneumonia, congestive heart failure, diabetes. And in early 2014, he was hospitalized and proceeded to go in and out of the hospital until his death in January of 2015. He was 72 years old. And on that same day, his sister Sandra released the following statement. Today, my twin brother, womb mate and best friend went home to be with the Lord. Please keep me, my family and our church family in your prayers. I tried to keep him here, but God loved him best. And following Andre's death, Christian recording artist Michael W. Smith told Billboard magazine, I'll never forget hearing Andre for the first time. It was like someone had opened a whole new world of possibilities for me musically. I don't think there's anyone who inspired me more growing up than Andre Crouch. The depth of his influence in Christian music is incalculable. We all owe him so much and I'll forever be grateful for the times we got to work together. Well, I never had the opportunity to work with him. I did, however, meet Sandra Crouch at one point in my life. Wow. I'm doing this show today to honor the memory of Andre Crouch and what he gave us in gospel music 
and how he changed gospel music. I'm so delighted to be here tonight and I'm grateful for Jesus Christ and for what he means to me and I don't know how I got here on Indian night but I'm here. <laughs> I'm so grateful today because I can say that I have Christ in my life and at the early age of nine years old I gave my heart to Jesus. My father was what we call a bootleg preacher. He didn't want to own up to being a preacher. He was in Bible college and um, he never wanted to be a preacher. He was a businessman. And nevertheless, the Lord kept talking to him. And once the Lord puts a hook in your jaw, you can't escape. And I remember him being invited to a little church about 60 miles out from Los Angeles, where we are from. And this was a little church, the kind of church that even had the little outhouse in the back. And there was no musician there or anything. And um, my dad didn't know whether, whether it was the Lord's will for him to be there because he didn't want to be a preacher anyway. And um, they said, oh, this is our pastor. And they wanted him so much to uh, be the pastor of this little country church after hearing him speak that afternoon. And time went on and uh, my uncle, which is a, a presbyter of Southern California, asked him, he said, uh, Ben Crouch, why don't you go out there and just kind of get the church organized? He said, well, being that the church doesn't have a musician, I'm going to pray, if God wants me to be there, I'm going to pray that God will give Andre the gift of music so he can play for the church. And uh, I had just accepted the Lord at the age of nine, and I was about 11 years old at the time. And my dad calls me up out of the audience and says, Andre, if God were to give you the gift of music, would you use it for his glory? I said, yeah, daddy. You know? <laughs> and then he prayed for me right there. And two weeks later, he said, okay. Here you are. He just stuck me up on the piano. I began to play. And I had a bad stammering problem. I couldn't say over three words without either kicking somebody or pounding the floor or something like that. And I wanted so much to express myself. And I was so grateful for the gift of music and how God had touched my life. And right there, I knew that God was going to use me. And I was just sharing with Brother Graham how watching some of the telecast how I, I, I was so blessed, and I said, oh, if I could just sing, and people would be there and find Jesus, you know? And uh, it just impressed my life and put a, uh, just really enriched my life at a very early age. And now God has taken us to about 40 different countries of the world, and I've seen him do so many miracles, how three and a half years ago, I was sick unto death, and I found Jesus Christ to be a healer. And I tell you, he's everything. And I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to tell everybody, all the young people especially, in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. You'll never regret any moment that you've given your heart to Jesus. And a song that he's given me after a hard time in my life, a particular time I thought I couldn't sing, I thought I couldn't smile, but he gave me this little song, and I trust that it should be a blessing to you. I've had many tears and sorrow I've had questions for tomorrow There have been times when I didn't know right from wrong But in every situation God gave me blessed consolation That all my trials come to only make me strong 
places and I've seen millions of faces but there were times when I felt so all alone but right there in my lonely hour it became a precious lonely hour for Jesus let me know that I was his own now I can say I've learned to trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God Through it all Through it all, oh yes I've learned to depend upon His Word So now I thank God for the mountain And I thank Him for the valley stars he's brought me through for if I'd never had a problem I'd never know that God could solve them I'd never know what faith in the word of God could do but now I can tell the world that through it all You know I've learned to trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God Let me tell you that through it all mm, Through it all, oh yes Oh, I've learned to depend upon His Word Every child of God in the night Are you one of the many Americans that are hoping to find a new job? Do you need to establish new skills or improve the skill you already have? Perhaps you're an HR professional in a company and in need of online training for your employees. Well, I invite you to check out the online training system from Born to Speak to You. Once registered, these online courses are available to you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, for 60 days. In the area of human resource trainings, we have courses on lunch and learn program, crisis management, diversity and inclusion, health and wellness at work, office health and safety, workplace violence, and much, much more. Our website is borntospeaktoyou.com, where the two is the number two. That's borntospeaktoyou.com, where you can even arrange for a virtual training for your employees on any one of our 110 training modules.